Oh, hello there. I'm Melinda Catherine Gross. And I'm Michael Nixon. And we like to talk about murder. Well, you like to talk about murder, fictional murder, a <laughs> lot, uh, whether anybody wants you to or not. That's right. And Michael doesn't talk about murder nearly enough. So I would like to invite you all to join us as we explore the material of our favorite monster. Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Each week we will be discussing and dissecting the film and TV appearances of Thomas Harris's infamous serial killer, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Mostly, I'm going to try to get Michael to eat people. I won't. You will. I might, but there's only one way to find out. Tune in to Having a Friend for Dinner, available on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, bon appetit. Ooh. Dueling Genre. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man 2, one professor disappointing minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I am Preeti Chibber from the internet. From the <laughs> internet! Thank you for returning to close out the week with us, Preeti. Um, we will be uh, interneting our way through minute 10 of Spider-Man 2, which begins with Peter dropping all of his books as he rushes to class Mm -hmm. and then ends with him reacting as Dr. Connors tells him to get it done. And that's where we are today. Yeah. Here. Uh, So we get, uh, we get, we get Sam Raimi cameo number two. Heck uh, yeah, we do. In this minute. (laughs) Um, The second person who goes by and smacks Peter in the head with their book bag is wearing a suit. And that person is Sam Raimi. Of course it is. Because... That's how you know it's exactly the right kind it's, of like book smash. Yeah. It's so rude. And so like the second one, literally the person holds their bag out to hit him in the head. Right. Like yeah. it's not like it's close to their body. It is very specifically <laughs> held out to hit this poor dude in the face. It's as if as if in the world of the fiction, this person saw the other person hit him with a bag and go like, huh, yeah, I should do that too. And yes. wallops him. I, I, almost, I almost feel like Toby wasn't prepared for the second hit. Yeah. Like the way that he looks over at him like, come on. Like he yeah. just sort of looks over at him like, ah, like, you'd say that rascal. Yeah. Sam it's Raimi. like as if Sam was like, wait, wait, wait. Roll on rehearsal and we won't tell him. And then just, <laughs> like, yeah. like Toby didn't think they were rolling yet or something. And it just got blindsided by this bag. Yeah. <sighs> it's so just, the whole sequence is like so offensive and awful. Like, <laughs> why does that guy deliberately step on this giant ass book? Like, that's not easier to walk. Yeah. Like, yeah. you should have fallen. Take that yeah. dweeb. Ugh. It's, ah. Uh. I don't know. It's just on this edge of too ridiculous. It it manages not to be, but it makes it's me laugh so every close. time. 
It's yeah. stupid. It's the I, I believe it's the second of what is essentially three scenes kind of doing the same thing. Where mm. like <laughs> like that that thing where where Peter just can't win no matter how hard he tries. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it starts it starts with the broom thing. Uh, that's the first one that's kind of like that. That's sort of like this goofy slapstick can't win scenario. This yeah. is the next thing, picking up the books. And then the last one, I think, is at the party when he keeps trying to get an hors d'oeuvre and it keeps yeah. being taken away from him. <laughs> I kind of wish this instead of, you know what I would have like loved to have seen is Peter on the subway. I know that he swings through Manhattan, whatever. But yeah, like, yeah. on yeah. the subway and like surrounded by people who won't take their backpacks off, <laughs> like, because that is like the most annoying thing, and he just keeps looking at them like stink-eyed, like, and just keeps getting hit as they have to shuffle around to let more people on. Yeah, <laughs> backpacks should be like the second villain in this film. Seriously, yeah, they should just keep coming back to torment him in all their ways, shapes, and forms. Well, as we're learning, it's in fact Sam Raimi who is the second villain of this film. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> You know, I just remembered an, a detail from early on with the whole, you know, pizza delivery stuff that Peter's backpack is all torn up to hell and he had to duct tape back on one of the straps. Like he already has been having backpack woes Aww. since the beginning. Yeah. And now we've got, you know, other backpacks coming to like, um, you know, hit him in the head. Very I, would, I would guess that that is a side effect of him spider manning with his backpack at some point yeah oh yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. and like, like accidentally webbing the strap and ripping it off when he tries to get the webbing off <laughs> or... totally like, oh boy oh, yeah. man. <laughs> come on man um yeah very very dumb uh costume uh thing here uh which i only know about because of these dumb cosplay things i'm always involved in uh the backpack that peter wears in this film is a jansport backpack of course um which classic. is classic Jansport. Uh, the same brand that also is the backpack worn by Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man films. And the same brand worn by Tom Holland in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, really, uh, who hasn't owned a Jansport backpack? It's, it's ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the one. Um, yeah. It's not the same bag every time, but... I mean, yeah, there's, always there that, there's always that weird kid that has, like, the backpack with way too many pockets... Yeah, and, and like, there's like initials embroidered on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's like a mesh thing that like your water bottle can slot into on the yeah. side. And yeah, it's and like, you're just like that's just too much. This? You don't need all that. Yeah, or or God, the kid who had like the rolling backpack. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh no, my mom wanted me to buy one of those when I was like a freshman in high school, and I was like, Mom, no, no, no. Those kids are the worst. <laughs> that's really no. embarrassing. No, mom, I will injure my back holding this on one yes, shoulder. Thank basically. you very much. I yeah. would rather carry sixty pounds of books <laughs> on my back. Yeah, I would. I would much rather have uneven shoulder muscle yes, definition yeah. for the I rest of my back life. Problems. <laughs> God, kids are the worst. Myself included. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Good lord. I still like one strap backpacks out of habit because I'm like worried. Uh, like, oh, what if the kids judge me? You know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was totally that person too. Um, God. Uh. Yeah. No. At one point. At one point, uh, I switched to a messenger bag. Me too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I oh. just, I was like, I was like, yeah, no, it's. I just, I just went day one calling it my purse. Because I knew that would be everyone's joke, <laughs> you know. Every everyone's oh doesn't ring up must be must be free joke. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and I, so yeah. I just owned it. And I was like, yeah, this is my purse. It's yeah. fine. Look, man, purses are handy. What do you, yeah. what do you want from it's us? True. Come on. It's true. <laughs> People got stuff to carry. Pockets yeah. are a whole thing. Yeah. Pockets are great, obviously. Wallets aren't that, enough. Like, wallets aren't enough. And the reason that like women are forced to carry purses is that like, nothing they have has pockets in it. It's ridiculous. They it's should true. put pockets in every dress. But even still... <laughs> It's it's good to have a bag to put stuff in, even if you have pockets. This makes things. My my favorite thing is when uh when a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, gets a dress or something. Uh-huh. I ask, I ask, does it have pockets? Because yeah, either reaction is the greatest reaction because either it's unbridled, it it's either unbridled rage or it's yeah. the it's more joy than I've ever experienced. You guys don't even know. I got no. like a dress for my friend's wedding last fall uh-huh. from uh, this place called Eshakti that like makes dresses to order like to your body measurements. Awesome. And every dress comes with pockets. <gasps> amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh There's my God. No purer joy than somebody showing you the pockets in their dress. Yeah, Seriously. I know. <laughs> Look That's at it. Just like I've never been this excited for something so mundane. I could yeah. in my, my entire life. This is amazing. In my dress. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. And no. it's always that voice, the voice that Preeti just made. That's always the <laughs> yeah. voice yep. that yep. they make. It's got pockets. Like they just can't even <laughs> enunciate all of it because they're so excited. Yeah. yeah. I like, I can slightly understand just a little bit in terms of like doing all the events with a Spider-Man suit, which has no pockets. Like oh, sure. I have, like I've been introduced late in life to like the tragedy of the lack of pockets. <laughs> like I, I won't totally understand it. I was not, I was not born into this scenario. I did not carry it with me my entire life, but I somewhat understand. <laughs> and like, I don't have pockets here. What, what I ended up doing and it's, Featured in many of my uh, my Spider-Man photos on the internet, which you can find on my Instagram, uh, is I built myself a little web backpack, which um, is so to cute. Carry around my stuff. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, well, because it's it makes sense, right? Like you can't shove your. You need a phone. You need keys. You need a wallet at the yeah. at the bare minimum. You need I love the, the three. idea of like sometimes when I there are pa- like women's pants sometimes don't come with like usable pockets. Yeah, what is that? It's yeah. so frustrating. But uh, like you have to sometimes shove your your phone into the waistband of your pants. Oh yeah, and oh, then there's yeah. that awesome like outline. Are you like where where <laughs> am I supposed to put it? I mean, there are like two options here. Yeah, uh, or like uh, women with tall boots, like putting their phone in their boot. Like I've always been like, oh. Okay. Oh, I would be so worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very specific scenario. Maybe everybody can't do it, but yeah. The web backpack, which is canon, it has appeared in several uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man it's comics. Uh, it's a good it's, look. It's a good is look. a good look. It makes yeah. sense. It's, it's, it grounds it. You know? The only thing that can make it better is if it was Jansport brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jansport teams up patch. with Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know how Charlotte's, like in Charlotte's web where she writes words in the webbing, we'll just have one that says Jansport. In the <laughs> 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 Amazing. Um, <laughs> So so Peter uh, runs into uh, Dr. Kirk Connors, who was mentioned in the first movie. Yes, um, yes. But uh, we're actually we're actually getting him here, and I will say it's I I I really like Dylan Baker's Kirk Connors. I yeah. but I, it is very distracting because I know him most notably for three things. Is it the this, Good Wife? 
This, The Good Wife, and yes! Trick or Treat. And Trick in or two treat. of those, yeah. he is a complete creeper. And so, he's yeah. so good at being creepy. He's, he's so at good at being creepy. Yeah. And so it's very, like, I, I, I just, I'm dying to know what his lizard would have been like. Oh, God, yes. Oh, oh. It would have been awful. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, like, awful, like, amazing. Yeah, right, right, like, right. like awful, he would have been like a, in, like terrible, a really good way. Yeah. Oof, yeah, 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 like horrifying creature. Yeah, I I really like Dylan Baker. He is just one of those veteran character actors who's been in everything. He's got like hundreds of entries on his IMDb. Um I found two fun Dylan Baker uh like little trivia bits which I might as well share on the air here. Um so Alicia. number one like people know all the time, you know, it, maybe it's the good wife that you know him from, maybe tri- my main thing is trick or treat that I know him from. Um mm-hmm. or he was just J. Edgar Hoover and Selma. But like a unique, hey, this is that guy from that thing, is that if you've ever worked in the postal service, you might recognize Dylan Baker and be like, why do I know that dude's face? And it's because in the 80s, uh, Dylan Baker filmed a little training film for the USPS ah. you know, postal service called Was It Worth It? And he plays a police officer. And uh, it was made in the 80s, and it is still shown to every new group of USPS employees to this day. So like for the last, you know, 30 what? years or so, if you work in the US Postal Service in your introductory training video, you saw uh, Dylan Baker being a cop and like, that's just a face that you know. Is it about stealing mail? I have no idea. It I must like, be, right? Was it worth it and he was plays it worth a cop? It? I guess. It's gotta yeah, be about stealing mail, right? It is now it is. Now that's how it works. I hope it's <laughs> I hope it's about that and not something like going postal or that sort of thing. Oh no. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a postal worker, are you? Uh yeah. <laughs> that is a throwback to a weekend bugle episode on Jumanji. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um so I thought that was delightful. But yeah, he's in hundreds of things. There's definitely something he's one of those that guy actors who are like, oh yeah, I know him. And um, the other weird trivia is, so uh, Dylan Baker, you can abbreviate his name as D. Baker if you want, you know, D. period Baker. Fun, weird uh, statistical fact here. He is a D. Baker who has played Dr. Kurt Connors twice, once in this film and once in Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 3. I mean, Spider-Man 3. Um, (laughs) And there is (laughs) another person who has played Dr. Kirk Connors more than once, who is also named D. Baker. And huh. that is D. Bradley Baker, a uh, very well-known voice actor. He plays, mm-hmm. you know, Appa in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but D. Bradley Baker played uh, Dr. Connors in Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. As, as well as the PlayStation video game Spider-Man, where you run into the lizard, and the uh, sequel to Enter Electro. So there are two D. Bakers who have played Dr. Kirk Connors the lizard Twice, and I think that's fantastic. So yeah. uh, it's pretty good. Fun facts. That is Zach pretty good. Scott. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he's good in this scene. I like the scene. Um. It, I I do like this scene. I I have questions about Peter's sense of time. Like, how does he not know class is over uh, by yeah, now? Yeah. I does yeah. he not have a watch? Yeah. Maybe or, he's sleep deprived. Or did Kurt? Did he? Did Doctor Connors end class early? Because he doesn't strike me as that kind of professor. No. Yeah. yeah. It feels like Peter's just not thinking. Yeah, so frazzled. Like, he has this class once a week, maybe, and, like, he assumed it was, oh, yeah, I gotta get there at, like, I don't know, noon. I don't know when when college classes are normally. Uh, (laughs) uh, I gotta get there, but it was an hour earlier, and he was just an idiot, I guess. Mm. Maybe he's sleep-deprived. I don't know. It is sad, He's probably sleep-deprived. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it is like a um, recurring nightmare that I've had, like the <laughs> idea of like going to class and the class is already over. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I hate it. I, I get, I've not been in school for years and I still <laughs> get nightmares about being late for a class or like a class I forgot I was attending and now like I have to like do the final like test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hate it so much. So this just, like, kills me when he's like, my class is over. See me standing here? That's a little much. That's a it's little... So yeah. mean. It's <laughs> yeah, so mean. It's so, like, little... unnecessarily mean. I know. I mean, granted, granted, this is the kid that he fired last year yes, for not coming fair. to the internship. So yeah. <laughs> he has a long history with this dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing up and not showing up on time useless useless peter Peter. useless peter yeah um it you know it's a chunk of exposition dialogue again kind of like the mr z stuff where it's made more entertaining by this like you know genuine performance in it you know Mm -hmm. obviously the see me standing here is a bit much but Mm -hmm. all of the like you know i want to be here then be here and be here yeah be present <laughs> you seem exhausted all the time. Like he lands on that. Like you seem exhausted all the time. L- line so well that like I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer. I, I feel like that's a trailer line. Like yeah. H- how do we get is. across the scenario here? It's just like disappointing people in your life who are like they like you, Peter, but you're you know you're making it hard. You're making it hard to like you. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You you come off not as a great person. <laughs> yeah, um, um, being late to things all the time. Okay, so. He said he mentions that he has a paper on fusion coming up. Peter says that he's planning on writing it about Dr. Otto Octavius. I didn't go to school for science, so maybe yeah. I, I don't know. But in school, when I wrote papers, they were about like a theory. Like there was a theory and then you take the theory and then you make an argument and yada, yada. What yeah. he's describing sounds like a biography report. Not yeah. a paper on fusion. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's how papers work, Peter. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, a paper where like, it's like a research paper where you have to like, wait, no, I'm already out of Yeah, see, here. you still have to execute something original. You can't just regurgitate yeah. information in college. That's a high school paper is right, what right. that is, where you're yeah. regurgitating information with, mm-hmm. no, with, no, with no thoughts of your own. In college... Like, you have to have thoughts of your own. And so why is he writing a paper about, like, it'd be one thing if he was writing, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm planning on using some of Dr. Otto Octavius's theories. Then, yeah. okay, nope. good. That's good. But. It doesn't sound like Peter understood the assignment. Yeah. No, not at all. I'm planning on writing about Dr. Otto Octavius. Oh, yeah? Are you going to try and sell the right, the book rights for a biopic? <laughs> like, what <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> That's not what this class is for. Um, but this bit just, where he says Otto is a friend of mine uh, is, I mean, that's a holdover from um, that original uh, Alfred Go right. and Miles Miller draft, where yeah. the villains are are the villains of the movie were originally going to be um, the lizard and Otto starting as friends and then becoming enemies and mm-hmm. uh, and and Peter being trapped in the middle. Um, um, is that touched on in like the Shabon draft at all? Like, is that a- uh, no? Actually, yeah. what's interesting about the the Shabon draft? I mean, so I I talked about this mentioning this last week that he sort of he sort of struggles with action writing action on the page because mm-hmm. yeah. he was a you know he was a novelist and this was the first screenplay that he ever wrote was Spider Man Two, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the movie the movie weirdly opens with 
Peter, it, it's just a Spider-Man sailing, um, sailing off Central Park West on a line of silk, King of Manhattan skyline, swinging from a turret of the Dakota. And then the voiceover says, look at this guy. Look at him. Like he doesn't have a care in the world. You probably think it'd be cool to trade places with this guy. Styling costume, awesome powers, greatest damn city in the world. Is that what you're thinking? Well, maybe you better think again. Maybe <laughs> you better wait until you see the kind of day this guy's having. And then it actually cuts to J- JJ saying, Parker, you're fired. Um Oh, so the the pizza stuff, the pizza stuff actually happens after the JJ scene and the JJ scene is like positively lethargic in comparison (laughs) to what we have, because it's literally only the conversation between Peter and JJ. No one is entering the room in and out or anything like that. It's just it's just the conversation between the two of them. And uh, again, just a funny detail that they did the same thing in the first movie. Uh, JJ offers him 300 and Peter says he wants five. And then they lowball him. And then they the lowball movie. him in the movie. Uh, they make what it lower that? in the movie. I, my theory is that I think people in the Midwest would think that that's high, not knowing yeah. how expensive it is to live in New York. To live in New York. Actually. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. yeah. But what's interesting hmm. is that the idea that the pizza thing comes after actually mm-hmm. makes more sense in terms of how Peter reacts to getting fired from right. Mr. Aziz, where he's just kind of like, oh, like he shuts it. Him shutting down makes way more sense in that scenario. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when we get the introduction of Mr. Aziz and he and he says, you know, you've got to you got to cross 42 blocks in seven and one half minutes or your ass is fired. It cu- And he, he cuts to him outside and Peter runs to his bike, dumps the pizzas into the hot box, climbs on, kicks it, nothing, kicks it again, nothing. And Peter goes, I don't believe this. And then it says, Mr. Aziz wanders out of the uh, out of the pizza place sees Peter, contemplates suicide, and goes back inside. (laughs) Oh, my God. (gasps) Good Lord. Because he's just watching Peter kick it over and over again and not go anywhere. Also, that's such a, like, I mean, A, that's a dark, weird joke. Uh, It's an interesting little bit of narration, but also, like, how would you show that? Yeah. On like that's not a line in a screenplay. That's like an inner thought. Well, I imagine it's supposed to like execute what his face looks like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's it's just, a little yeah. intense. Yeah. Contemplate suicide. Back <laughs> inside. Good lord. Preeti, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? I actually don't. <laughs> I was trying to remember, and I know I saw it. Because I saw them all in the theater, uh, mm-hmm. and I just I don't. This would have been my when when did it come out? Two thousand four. What yeah. month? Do you remember? July. 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 So it would have been the summer before my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. So I probably saw it in South Florida. Nice. At a Regal, or maybe mm-hmm. at the um, whatever the theater is with movie in the title. <laughs> sure yeah okay. <laughs> she's she's referencing the fact that we we've we discovered not too long ago that we actually grew up in the exact same town um, oh yeah. way yeah. oh that's fantastic <laughs> yeah it was so really in, weird in, in city place <laughs> i probably yeah. would have seen it um right. i just can't remember what the theater was there but uh, i it's i wish i could remember it because i remember being like coming i remember 
being really excited because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was it was the peak, I think, of the three Raimi Spider-Man movies. For sure. And so yeah. we had like a few years of just being on a complete high of having a really amazing Spider-Man movie. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it was uh, Spider-Man. This was like, just such a high. Like this whole summer, I was just so stoked on possibilities like i yeah. wasn't talking about the other the other day yeah I, yeah I don't know. well and i and i just think that i mean this wasn't just a high watermark for the spider-man character mm-hmm. uh it was a high watermark for superhero movies at this yes. point yes yes i agree yeah i mean this it was, was after x2 right, right? cuz that yep. was 2003 yep mm-hmm. and so we had these like really great superhero movies coming out mhm like one upping each other, kind of. Where right. It was like, right. Oh, yeah, that, X-Men and they came were, out and like that was pretty good. And then like, whoa, Spider Man. And then X Two is even better. And then right. Spider Man Two. Holy yeah, cow. where you're watching, you watch Spider Man, you're like, wow, that was that was so much better. Like it was just so unapologetically a comic book movie and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And then you go see X X Two, and you're like, wow, that Nightcrawler sequence in the White oh, House it's and so good and, and multiple and, superheroes. And, yeah, and Wolverine's together. Berserker rage and the mansion. Like, oh my god, and the adamantium and the and the Dark Phoenix and the bah. And then you see this, and you're like, oh my god, it's the lizard, but he's not the lizard yet, and Harry's gonna find the goblin layer and oh my god um, yeah, it was so. like getting everything we wanted <laughs> right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not not yet being exposed to like the influence of the co- like commodification of nerd culture in that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. yeah there was a pureness there was a pureness to this, which i know sounds so like like oh you're an old whatever <laughs> you're like, an old <laughs> it really felt like this was so and maybe it's because i was only like 20 or whatever and yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. know as much and the internet wasn't what it is now. Right. But yeah. it just felt like my group of friends and I really loved this movie and we were really allowed to love this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was after uh, Daredevil too. Um the Affleck. That's right. I missed yeah. that one. I watched that one like three years ago for the first time. Oh. Uh well, I mean, you didn't miss anything. So nope. Yeah, no, yeah. You're you know what? The, the the director's cut of that movie is all right. You know, uh, you know? is it better? Is it better no. than the move than the than the theatrical version? Yes. Is it a good yes. movie? No. no, no. But it's you know it's tolerable. Uh, it, you know, but it was still that that zone of like wow, like superhero movies are like a thing now, mm-hmm. and it's not just us watching them. Like pe- it's making money, and this is like acceptable. It was like before we had like thoroughly won the like pop culture wars mm-hmm. it was like crazy to have this like crest of you know, like this is around the time where I, I still remember getting like made fun of for talking about lord of the rings a lot which yeah. you, know, <laughs> you can still make fun of me for talking about lord of the rings too much but the idea wasn't like set yet that like all of our big movies every year are going to be based on you know fantasy and sci-fi and superheroes right, mm-hmm. right? it wasn't quite there yet so like this was so I mean, it was at a point I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about this uh, uh, the other day. They were, you know, announcing sort of um, slates for Marvel movies in the future. And I noticed that one of the years only has like two movies on the dock. And I was like, wow, only two movies. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like looking back at this time where it was like, we had one every year. One. One every year, one every other year. Like you never knew Mm -hmm. what you were going to get. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. we had we had uh, X three. Uh, Two thousand three was a big year because we had Daredevil yeah. and X two. Oh boy! Um, yeah, <laughs> but we had uh, we had Spider Man two in this this year. That's it. Yeah. Spider Man two. Then two thousand five, Fantastic Four. That's it. <laughs> That's a movie we had. Yep, that is yep. one. It was a lot of hits and theaters. misses. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of like, oh, this thing works. Can we just like adapt this other like? comic book franchise yeah you're like "Ah, maybe not yeah yeah but like having the lord of the rings and the spider-man films and the first harry potter movies all kind of like hitting the scene all at once it was i i I don't know i i think about that feeling all the time where i felt like things were changing and they were the harry potter movies are really interesting too because they those movies could have suffered from the same problem that the Raimi films ended up suffering with Spider-Man three, where it was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is like the same thing. And we're all kind like the world society is a little over it now, even yeah. though right. the quality isn't that much lower than the other ones, but it just feels like it is because we're all just sort of over it. And um, they look so much older in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, right. Like, and, and, uh, and we start like, we're looking for realism post Batman begins. So it's like, this isn't real because you're telling me he's 21 and he looks like he's 35. Yeah, right. You know, right, you had all right. of that stuff happening at that point. Right. Um, but Harry Potter benefited from the the production house and the right because because it started in this it started in this earnest place with those first yeah. Chris Columbus movies. But because he didn't come back for the third one, it yes. it, it it switched and Alfonso Cuarón like basically oh, reinvented it. In and the let best it way. grow, yeah, mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. let it grow. And it's one of the only franchises that I can think of that exists in both worlds. Yeah, right. I agree. Right, yeah. That's they. They don't always feel like as successful as movies as they do as like companion pieces to the books. Yeah, like, sure. I agree. They were they were just so successful in terms of like an a a big pop culture juggernaut that like adapted itself over mm-hmm. time and like kept the same core uh audience yeah I, I yeah it was there's nothing like the harry potters you no know? Uh, it's the only it's the only franchise that i can think of that really did that mm-hmm. um, yeah for for the better uh yeah right right yes <laughs> see that man did that but not maybe not for the best maybe not, maybe not for, for the, the best better. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well thanks for joining us this week preeti of course thanks yeah. for having me yeah it's been a blast of course uh i can't any... wait for spider-man 3 yeah, I know. Do you have Do you have a moment in Spider Man Three that oh, you? Oh, I have to think about it because obviously everyone's like, I, I'm both like, give me the dance scene, but also don't <laughs> give me the dance scene. But but like, then it's like, but then it's like, but that's the thing, right? There's two dance scenes. I know, <laughs> I know, and I want them, but I don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. It's the best thing in that movie. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's my favorite. It's my yeah, favorite. I'm really excited uh. to cover that movie. Um, I mean, I'm excited for the Spider-Man 3 renaissance that we're going to try to <laughs> we're gonna try to start next season. Um, um, all right. Well, uh, one one last time, where can people find you on the internets? Preeti uh, from can, the internets. You can, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at runwithskizzers. I am on Desi Geek Girls and uh, Strong Female Characters from Sci-Fi, and my writing is sort of everywhere that people <laughs> take it. Um, so yeah, find me online and uh, hit me up about Spider-Man. I really, really love talking about Spider-Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions. And if you're not already in the Facebook group, Preeti's a member, so it's she posts true. things occasionally. I Come do. hang out. 
Yeah. <laughs> or or comment comments very emotionally to I, I, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so that's look, it's fair. Uh yeah, I know, I mean we all do. Come on. <laughs> Um, usually something in all caps is what gets posted it's by a, Preeti. It's a lot of all capsing and a lot of emoji. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I, I troll a little bit. I do. True. Yeah. I can't and help it. It's no. all in good fun, though. It's all it in is. good fun. Never any mean stuff. No, absolutely not. <laughs> in fact, we are we are uh, uh, adamantly anti-mean stuff. Um, it's true. It's such yeah. a nice little safe space. <laughs> yeah. we, we do our best we do our best yeah so uh, come hang out with us there yeah definitely on, uh, and uh, check out our Patreon page at doinggenre.com slash support we, we're going to be doing a, we'll have a weekend bugle this weekend so if that's something you're interested in if you want to hear us talk about whatever the newest geek news is um, a, along with uh, you know some Spider-Man topics and Spider-Man related topics uh, at some point later this year we're going to have a spy, we're going to have a Venom movie to talk about Oh my god. And if you want to hear us talk about the Venom movie, that's going to be the only place you're going to hear us talk about it is on The Weekend Bugle. So, you know, it's worth it's worth it. Go check it out. duelinggenre.com/support become a Patreon member and you'll gain access to The Weekend Bugle and hear us talk about stuff. And uh we'll be back next week with Minute 11. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.